0: Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch and this is a podcast of conversations with doctors, developers and decision makers that are playing in the Australian health tech scene today. Here with me in the studio is Matt Parsley, the CEO of Medical Director. Matt started his career as a computer programmer before moving on to develop medical imaging technology for radiology. In 1999, he founded medical software company Digital Diagnostic Imaging, DDI Health. Following a 15-year role as CIO in healthcare, Matt was appointed as medical director CEO in 2016. On average, 2.3 moments of care are enabled through medical director's software every second. That's over 1 billion consults that have been used over their solutions to provide care for patients. So thanks for coming in um how was your weekend
1: yeah it was good um very busy i've got two two very young kids i've got an 18 month old son and a four and a half year old daughter so they keep me busy and um occupied on the weekend so yeah have, uh, sometimes when you get to monday like we are today it's like oh here's the breath all <laughs> right time to breathe and get back into work yeah <laughs> tell me
0: about it tell me about it two, two very similar situations so yeah. <laughs> hey look um medical director a lot of people in the in the know do know but we've got listeners from from all over the world and and just to um set the scene um what is medical director what and what do you do yeah, cool. Well, we have a we have a very strong vision,
1: and I love visions in health because they're often very aligned. I and mean, that's together we want to make people healthier around the world. And our little part of that here in Australia is we are pretty much fifty percent of all general practices in Australia use our software, and it, we use it as a platform to support the health. Um, the health industry of Australia. So we have a roundabout, as you alluded to in the start, about 70 odd million moments of care per annum are transacted through our clinical software and we also do practice management software. Mm-hmm. So we have our on-premise solution which has been around for a good 20 plus 20 years. And then we also have our brand-new cloud platform that we are bringing to, to the world to help create that next level of efficiency in healthcare. Mm. In addition to that, we have a marketplace. So one thing we recognise is it's dumb, myopic, idiotic and just plain arrogant to think that all of the ideas... In, a, in healthcare, informatics can come out of one business mm-hmm. and we need to be respectful of the role that we play in, in, in the industry. So we've created an ecosystem where we bring partners in who want to gain access to those moments of care um, to accelerate their innovations. And whether that's everything from just simple communications, SMSs, um, patient apps, right the way through to billing with banks, or you know, even more complex care models for um, uh, for any of those situations for chronic disease, etc. So we that ecosystem play is a is a key part of, of our strategy moving forward.
0: Awesome. So I mean, you've you've. Medical Director's been around for a long time. I, th- I think it, is it the original practice management system? Yeah, it? yeah, it was. It was DOS based back in the day, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it's taken evolution after evolution. Yeah, cool. So you guys, I mean, you, you and and you're building a modern solution now. So and 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 you're across it all, obviously as CEO, and you, you've seen, you've been in tech your whole working life, basically, as I understand and, and you've. Um, you have seen what it's like to build tech for different industries as well not just healthcare so 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 what do you think is important when it comes to to building technology for healthcare specifically
1: yeah so i uh I once had an amazing mentor, um, Greg Gardner, and he told me once, "Look, if it all gets too complex, Matt, just go back to being a caveman." <laughs> and I hadn't. As, as twenty-six years old, I had no idea what he was talking about, and I may still not. But the way that I've interpreted that um, today is basically, um, I, I'm a. I really love behavioural economics. In, I'm no nowhere, shape or form, a professor or a, or even a even a student of it. I'm just a. Uh, a very inquisitive observer. A weekend but, warrior. Yeah, a weekend warrior. Well, that's a nice one. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to get the right word there. Um, and and the, the key thing which I see is in my mind, I've created a construct of, of pleasure and fear. And really, as human beings, we only really act in one of those two states. We're either chasing the dopamine, you know, whether it's Mm. a nice meal or Mm. whether it's a fun adventure or whatever it is, or we're also um, chasing the adrenaline. And it's either running towards or running away from. Mm. And so when we actually look at how things transact, they transact in one of those two states as as a human being. So there's a long answer to a question, so I'll try and keep it short. But if if I use... Uber as an example. Mm. So Uber, I use this one all the time to try and describe my thoughts, which is the first of January something amazing happens. Um, in Sydney, right. and it's the Sydney fireworks. Yeah. And for any listeners out there who haven't seen the Sydney fireworks, you need to come see the Sydney yeah. fireworks. They're right. What are you doing on the first of January? <laughs> come I <mean>. on, <laughs> sort this out. Um, no, but but on and the other thing which happens is is about quarter past twelve on the first of January. Something else amazing happens. Yeah. This piece of technology um, fires up, and this artificial intelligence figures out something very unique about a population that's trying to move away from a from a position uh, and that is surge pricing right 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 so so the the ai kicks in and it mm-hmm. decides hey there's a million people wanting to get out of Sydney. Mm. I'm going to start charging higher rates.
0: Yeah, because you can go from like having a twenty dollar fee be like a four hundred dollar fee. Or Correct. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's yeah. Crazy.
1: And and so everyone sort of in their in their merry states jumps into these Ubers, and <laughs> like then the, the very next morning, you know, they wake up a little bit dusty and they go, "How did I get home?" And then they look look at their Uber account, and go, "Oh, that's how I got home." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone sort of goes, "You schmuck." Yeah. Um, but but look, there's, there's a little bit of little bit of fun involved in that. Yeah. But if we take that same artificial intelligence and we take it to another situation that occurred in Sydney a few years ago, and we've been very fortunate here in in Sydney not to have too much of this, but terrorism came very close Mm. to us and there was the um, Lint Cafe siege and the whole city went into lockdown. Mm. And I remember where I was because my wife called me and said, where are you? I want you home now. Mm. Um, And there was just this real panic that set in mm-hmm. to the um, to the to the city so again a, the beautiful city of Sydney suddenly had a million people who wanted to get the truck out yeah but now guess what happened a little AI system kicked off again yeah. and surge pricing came in again Yeah. Right. and at that point people were being charged six hundred wow. seven hundred dollars to get out of the fear state that they were in Gee. now when you actually, and then three days later, on the City Morning Herald, the front cover of yeah. that page was the term "predatorial," and I always remember it stuck out to me. Wow. It's like that's predatorial, yeah. but in a pleasure economy, it's not necessarily seen as predatorial. Mm. So, when you, if you take the perspective that I'm sort of putting forward and say, well, we'll what we're actually transacting is people's fear response. Mm. So healthcare transacts in people's fear response. And with that comes a certain moral compass. And the moral compass that transacts in fear is very different to that moral compass that transacts in pleasure. It's just that the the emphasis changes. Mm-hmm. So equality. We talk very quickly on that. Yeah. Equality in fear in our societies, in Westerns, rated, is rated higher than that of pleasure. And so... With that, you suddenly start to see why some things, some technologies applied in a unsophisticated way, might seem very logical and man, that, that makes sense. Mm. We can create and we can create an efficiency here. We can create an economy here. Mm. Um, but if you're not being very, very cognizant of the fact that you are dealing in people's most gravest moments, sometimes we we're dealing with that moment where a patient is being told, you have terminal cancer yeah. how does technology play into that mm. how do we ensure that it does it respectfully and in a human way mm. um, and right now that's why I'm a passionate believer of emotional artificial intelligence not just artificial intelligence yeah. because artificial intelligence comes across cold kind of like that uber example but you know I always have this vision in my head of hey Google how am I feeling today and then the next thing you know they t- Google turns back to you and says Oh, well, you know, looking at your blood pressure and your thing, mm-hmm. you have a very high chance of having a heart attack today. It'd be like, holy crap. <laughs> um, so, and if you speak, thanks, to, Google. Yeah, <laughs> and if you speak to doctors, what I love is actually if you yeah. get closer to your customer and your doctor, you understand that they know this stuff intrinsically. Mm-hmm. When they're about to tell someone something like what I just spoke about, they will have assessed the human being that's in front of them and said, are they strong enough and capable enough to take that message themselves mm. do they need support structures do they have any support structures do i need to provide them for them all of this context comes into the the prediction because mm. it is a prediction doctors predict yeah. certain things in those situations yeah. and when those predictions hit in a fear in a fear state they drop deep into the subconscious. Yeah. Right? And so we need to be very respectful of that. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I see when we you talk about innovation and how does that change yeah. in industries? Yeah. For me yeah. the big thing that I've seen over my 15 16 years of of innovating in healthcare mm. is the trips, the one the, the moments that people sort of get caught out, it's when they've forgotten about that. Yeah. And they've tackled it as as a pleasure state. Mm. And so they've just gone ahead and they've they've done things that are kind of normal in a pleasure yeah. economy, like surge pricing. Yeah. Um, but they haven't considered what
0: they're actually transacting. Because it's so. It'd be so. Uh, thinking hypothetically, as a as a technologist, because uh, uh, I, I'm I, I'm quite open when I say I'm neither a doctor or a developer, but I somehow get along with both. That's my yeah, that's my one on. line. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, as a developer coming up with, or as uh, as a CEO coming up with a vision for for for. Um, new technology. There's so much cool stuff that tech can do these days, and you know, there's, there's, you know, everything that that comes along with that. But applying it to healthcare often people ask the question why healthcare is so in inverted commas behind when it comes to all other technology Uh, or or innovation in Australia you know and we laugh about the fax machine and we laugh about the everything else that's going on in health and doctors just need to hurry up and stuff like that. Um, I feel like if it was just a matter of hurrying up I feel like we probably would have got there by now. Yeah (laughs) well I have have another saying on that when people ask
1: me that I say we can't roll the transaction back. Yeah. So the one kicker for us is you know until I don't know, reincarnation is, is proven or, or something. <laughs> yeah. The reality is is the cold hard light of days is you can't yeah. roll our transaction back. You can't give someone 4,000 frequent flyer points and say, sorry, uh, my bad, yeah, my I hope you, hope you enjoy your next holiday. Yeah. Um, so these are the things that I think are paramount. And so, again, rather than seeing them as restraints, I don't want people to think that. I think what that is 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 that's the empowerment. That's the understanding mm. that, and once you know it, you can that's bring in you can yeah. bring innovation quicker mm. without it getting shut down. Yeah, when use the people, right vehicle. Yeah, when people run too fast, yeah. they they often. Um, they run into it and it shuts the whole entire industry down. Mm-hmm. So twenty, you know, like I think it was twenty three and me or twenty, you know, the the genetics. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, guys yeah. back One in the day, of, yeah. they they ran very quickly mm. and then they got shut down because some of their predictions weren't correct. Right. And then they pivoted into, um, they pivoted into, um, I think, um, what's that? ancestry.com yeah, and, and sort of use use that technology in that space something a bit more pleasurable mm-hmm. rather
0: than that absolute yeah, yeah. responding in fear yeah clever. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, look... Um, Look there's lots of good health tech ideas in Australia and 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 all good ideas and startups need need money so not just thinking in that kind of you know even if you're innovating in that mindset of, of a fear mindset or um or like so that's the environment that you're in the fear economy um you, know, you still need money to be able to build the thing, um, and in Australia, sometimes I feel like that's that's where we're probably, in my opinion, we're a little bit behind in, in in other countries when it comes to innovation and 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 startup and health tech. So, I mean, you, at medical director, you've seen a lot of different stages of even just that company, and and you've seen different money and and funding come from different um, uh, different ways to fund different ideas. So, so taking that, thinking more broadly about. Um, how we promote health tech better in Australia in terms of how we find better investment for for health tech ideas in Australia. Um, I, I feel like we need to have a greater adoption of willing investors, almost, or have the right kind of investors, or something. But where do we like? How do we go about that? In in your kind of thinking, or, or like, are you on? Do you agree? Or what's, what's yeah? So
1: I think again with that, if if I could just. Uh, uh, bring it back to that that concept that I had of fear transactions. And then when I looked to and uh, did a bit of a global review, the majority of health um, industries are insurance-based. right? Because, again, if you think about it, as human beings, we don't transact in fear. We insure against it we don't wait well some of us do um you know the base jumpers yeah, sure. and the guys <laughs> who put the wingsuits on and fly yeah, down you know yeah, they're, they're chasing enough. that yeah. and i always say to everyone as another little funny anecdote in this if you take this concept forward is um <laughs> our, our base jumpers are the hypochondriacs yeah okay they're the ones running towards the fear whilst the rest of us <laughs> yeah, are running okay, away okay. right saying yeah. oh no i don't want to have my prostate checked today mm, thank yeah. you um or, or whatever those tests are that you're not to you're not you don't want to necessarily know the answer yeah. to. So insurance is often the model that is taken, mm. and so with that insurance, often uh, for 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 well, especially the Commonwealth countries, uh, that insurance is managed by the government. Mm. And so when yes. when something's managed by the government, um, it obviously has a a much longer term thinking. And when you look to then also what's funding the majority of governments in. In the world it's 10-year bonds
0: yeah right I and mean, I, don't, I don't know many uh, government like big governments that invest in crazy ideas that have a outlook of 10x in three years or something like that you, right? yeah, yeah you got yeah, it so yeah. there's
1: this is dichotomy in yeah. our industry of well there's this there's this innate funder who has very long-term um, stoic thinking, and, they, and rightfully so. You know, We give them our yeah. taxes. We don't expect them to blow it on high-risk no. projects. Um, we need them to be building infrastructure, building systems to help communities grow, um, support society, and improve the, improve the outcomes for everyone. Hmm. So it's important that their, their role is absolutely critical. But you get this uh, junction where then innovation comes in. Well, innovation, as you just alluded to, Pete, was exactly, it's all about... You know, we we need to adapt fast. Things mm-hmm. are moving quickly. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned just before the fax machine in our industry, like yeah. it's a legit thing. It yeah. just spins me out. I mean, yeah. think, I think the NHS last year made a statement of we're not buying any more fax machines. We're <laughs> just going to let them die slowly. But but yeah. you, they, it's still a key communication path. They're robust things too. They <laughs> yeah. last a long time. I've yeah. seen the
0: ones that have still have the paper that roll. But yeah, anyway. Th- anyway oh, go on. Yeah,
1: that's, so so um, so so you know. It, with innovation comes a certain pe- speed, a certain pace, and so getting that balance of of risk management um, through the, through through an insurance model or whatever that funding structure is, mm. and then new types of funding to come in and start to drive and grow those efficiencies. But what you have to do is you have to drop a little bit of your compliance. From a government side, you have to lift your compliance levels mm. to allow some of this innovation to come in. With so we here in Australia, we have you know the Australian Digital Health Agency, the ADHA, yep. and I think they've transformed from NETA, you know, mm-hmm. from their previous um, incarnation into sort of really thinking about these problems and what are the standards. Um, what are some of the key things that we need to hold industry to account for mm. and then allowing industry to go get at it. Because what that will do is that will allow new types of funding, mm. funding that looks a little bit more like um, I'm owned by private equity at the moment mm. and it's fantastic because mm. we finally have the ability as as medical director to do a serious level of investment into a brand new platform mm. that can help bring the next level of efficiency mm. To, to Australian general practice. But before then, it was a lot harder because, you know, we were owned by ASX and ASX um, requires dividend. Yes. It's a very much a dividend-focused, uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, value. And then, you know, before that, it's it's seed capital and you don't necessarily have the scale with seed mm-hmm. to really go after it. So I look to the key thing for me is, is making sure that we have the appropriate level of governance in the industry Mm. that allows the innovation to flow quicker and when you allow that innovation to flow quicker you're going to bring new types of money and when you bring new types of money what that does is it fires up the industry so you know medical director was the first private equity owned asset large sorry apologies large-scale you know asset um, that was that was acquired by affinity then Obviously, then the next thing was Genie got acquired yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of years later. So you can start to see that type of funding coming in, mm. and it's, it's exciting. It means, guys, for the first time, there's a level of investment, mm. a level of of pace yeah. that can really start to move the dial.
0: Does that create new? Cha- I mean, obviously, it creates new challenges, though. Yeah, it's, it does. Yeah.
1: yeah, because now all of a sudden you're bringing newer innovations into the market at a, at a, at a quicker pace mm. and so with that there's challenge that, that you need to make sure those checks and balances are in place mm. and so that's again where i come to as as and and so just stepping back the community wants those innovations yeah you know i know you you, you know this too peter like that the, the they c- everyone can see the efficiency as you said everyone looks at healthcare and goes
0: why is it so backward? Yeah. Why is it so far I can by? order my pizza and get it on a drone or something like that. Yeah, now yeah, now. yeah. yeah like it's <laughs> but, but,
1: but, you know, I still have to sit in a doctor's surgery yeah. for two and a half hours just because yeah. I've got a sniffle. Yeah. Yeah, why can't I use telemedicine? Da 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 da, yeah, so on yeah, and yeah. so forth. But all of these things are, are, I feel are starting to happen, and it's an amazing time. For health technologies, mm. and I would implore anyone listening who's got an idea, like you know, this is a great time to start to look mm. at bringing those ideas into into the health informatics and health technology space.
0: No, we could look. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the tech, and we talked a little bit about the funding of it. But like in Australia, we're like we're an aging population, we're a chronic disease, we're getting older and fatter, and everything that they talk about. Um, it, we, we we've got a good. Healthcare system and it's but it's stretched and it's struggling. Um, I, ha, how do we get ahead of that and and build solutions that we actually do need in um, in that kind of environment? So thinking about the the patient element of it.
1: Yeah, I I think you hit the nail on the head. You got to get ahead. Technology is all about you know often great technology is about envisioning envisaging a future mm. and solving problems that aren't necessarily even here mm. you know the the iPod whoever thought the biggest problem was can i get the whole of the world's music <laughs> onto it yeah, but but someone envisaged that yeah. and someone then created a a totally different way now that i love the fact that you can have you know just someone in their in their Back room Mm. strum a guitar and the next thing the entire world gets to hear Mm. that hear that song Mm. Wow Mm. you know you tell my my parents about that and they just look at me and go you're whack but but (laughs) but the reality is is that's the world that was envisaged so often we need to be able to to envisage it so to be able to do that you've got to think about some of those core problems Mm. some of the big issues that that the world's trying to solve Mm. and I'd like to posit today one theory on that, mm. which is a theory that is shared by quite a few people around the world, which is humanity is outpacing Darwinism.
0: Humanity is outpacing Darwinism. Yeah. So you'll uh, have to take me through that. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so uh, the, the way that I was sort of thinking about it is, and th- there'll be some controversial statements in this, so I don't. I just mean them to be thought provoking. Bring it right. on. Yeah. Okay. So so. Um, the reality is is in a in a Darwinistic world and mm-hmm. Darwin was all about the survival of the fittest yep. and you know the those strongest genes then propagate through and the weaker genes mm-hmm. dissipate mm-hmm. Um, why would we have type 1 diabetics right. in, in, our, in our world um, and the reason is is humanity has outpaced Darwinism humanity says no no we're here to be human and care and make sure that everyone has access to the minimum standards of living, to all of these things. Mm. And so all of these systems and structures come in place to support the people who are challenged, Mm. um, the disabilities, the the chronic diseases of the world. And it's a wonderful thing to Mm. think that humanity... Has outpaced like you know the the human condition has actually outpaced nature in some ways Um, and that's the balance that we're now starting to see we're starting to see that a lot of what manifests in general practice when I speak to doctors about this this sort of concept um, we talk a lot about mental health Hmm. and the impact that mental health has and I think another key stat that I use to sort of describe this is the number one killer of men between the age of eighteen and forty mm. is suicide. Yeah, wow. So, Crazy. if you think about that, um, it's not a you know it's a chronic disease. Yeah. But but it's something that you know is sort of skirted around because it covers a lot of mental health. Yeah. Covers a lot of what it means to have the human condition. Mm. So I think you know innovations and technology that can start to understand more around how this how this is now in how this interplay of humanity and darwinism mm. is created i think that's it i shared a story with you uh, the other day mm. peter about me waking up at 2am in the morning mm. uh you know ceo stressful job blah 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 Think just thinking about things and i woke up bolt upright in my bed mm. and i just had a moment of pause and reflection and i said okay why am i awake yeah i looked at the bottom of the bed there isn't a lion that's about to yeah. kill me yeah. i looked to the right of me my beautiful wife is is there yeah. peacefully, fast asleep. Yeah, my yeah. two kids not there's no one screaming out for daddy yeah, or yeah, which yeah. is good at two AM <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you know say, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, But but I just sat there and reflected, said, What am I what am I why have I woken up so fearful? Yeah. I had an adrenaline drop, right? Yeah. I had I had cortisol or you know, that I had those those hormones racing mm. through my body mm. um, because I was expecting to fight something. Mm that was in my head yeah not real yeah. and there is a lot of that that goes on in in our society today with a lot of stress yeah. and it manifesting in weird weird ways hypertension yeah. um, uh, um. the other one which addiction addiction is on the rise everywhere and not just you know addiction through food it's uh, you know it's it's drugs pornography it's a whole mm. bunch of things mm. that, are, that, are, that are out there mm. and as an escape you yeah. know addiction is a, is a form of escape from from the human condition. So I think those things are really um, a question to the world mm-hmm. as to say, right, well hey, how could we envisage a world where, like I said, we're seeing the beginnings of that humanity outpacing Darwinism. what is what is the innovation? What is the technology that's required to bring the human state? Back to the Darwinistic state of yeah. of the the physiology of the human body.
0: Yeah! Wow! What a way to think about it. Anyway, okay, that's that's my random thought on it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. That's good. That's good. Um, look, look. Let, let's let's take that all on board. Let's 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 wrap it up. Let's let's close it. What what do what do people need to do now considering considering all of this? Look, I think uh, hopefully uh, like some of these ideas that I've spoken about
1: today I just um, I just views in which I've seen you know innovation be stifled throughout the times I don't want people to hear these words and think well oh it's all just too hard this is the mm. stuff that empowers us mm. you know if we do if you do agree or you do think that some of this is right then think about how you're bringing your innovation in a fear economy mm. what type of funding you require right now and what in, and and what is that a funding model that's driving your industry. Right. You know, is it a out-of-pocket per-patient transaction, or is it funded by an insurance model? What are those things that we need to think about when it comes to monetizing that idea? Um, and then the last one is you're doing that all for the service of humanity. Who is who, where the biggest struggle right now is our physiological selves are not aligned to the humanitarian. Um, society that we that we operate in, those are the sort of things that just as dimensions to maybe consider mm-hmm. as you're thinking about bringing your idea, but use it to empower it, don't use it to disempower it. Like today is a awesome, awesome time to be in health technology. Probably the best mm-hmm. time that I've ever seen in my career. I think you know the the the, the passion and desire for for consumers, consumers who become patients. I mm-hmm. always say that we're we're all patients at some point but we're all consumers most days yeah. and that want for technology and that desire to have an appropriate interaction with today's technology and healthcare is there. Mm. The government needs efficiency. They need they, they can see breaks in their systems. Mm. They can see a moment where tax income doesn't actually pay the even the, insu- in the health insurance bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a want from government and then actual physicians and, and specialists and doctors mm. want to be able to take technology and adapt and use it more and mm. bring it into their life so they can gain the efficiencies and most importantly when you speak to most doctors is to create a better outcome for their patient yeah. so it's all here now and it's super exciting yeah. so i just my my leaving thing is yeah bring your idea and um, make sure you do it in a in a safe way so we don't we don't kill people along the way and mm. um, but if you do all of that the world's
0: your oyster love it Always always good to speak to you, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go do some stuff on our socials and website, share it with some people and give us a nice review and a five-star rating because it all helps to spread the word and get people talking. Until next time, I'm out of here.